Hello and welcome to The Bulletin and Beyond. My name's Kimberly Price and I'm here with one of our journalists, Kira Gillespie, to talk through the week's headlines. So we'll start from the start of the week and news came in that JobKeeper was ending. So we knew that this would happen for um, a couple of months, that it was the due date to end. So I guess what has been the fallout from the end of these payments from businesses around the region? Yeah, so businesses are sort of anxiously looking to the next weeks and months following the ending of JobKeeper. So it came off on Sunday, so Monday marked sort of the first working day of the working week without it. Um, lots of businesses are really unsure about what this is sort of going to mean. Um, one of them we spoke to was uh, Lucas Reed, who owns the Kelly Hotel, he manages the Kelly, um, and he said that they got taken off JobKeeper on the 31st of December mm-hmm. because the requirement is you have to be down 30%. And he's like, well, we might not have been down 30%, but we were down about 20%. He's like, which is still really hard and all the costs are still the same. Yeah. So, you know, he said they're trying to put on these events, for example, for the May races to bring everyone back into into town, bring money into the area. And he said, you know, you can have 75,000 people at the footy, but I can have 174 people in my pub. Mm. But it still costs the same to put on the musicians and yeah, right. pay your staff and yeah, it's all just yeah it's it's really hard and I also spoke to Didi Freebie who um, is the executive of Food Share in Warrnambool and they they think that they're going to get a huge spike um, in people asking for assistance from them he joins the shadow treasurer in saying that it probably was too early to take JobKeeper off it's we're not out of the um the other side of the pandemic mm. yet um, and that, that's his opinion. Um, but obviously the government has decided that, you know, it is time to, to kickstart the economy again, get people um, out into into jobs and not sort of relying on payments. So, yeah. yeah, really tough. And we'll sort of be able to see, I guess, in the coming weeks how it goes. How it, how it all plays out. So on Thursday you covered that there was an announcement for the region with the Warrnambool RSL. Tell me through this funding. Yeah, so I went down to the Warrnambool RSL where Minister for Veterans Sean Lean came down and announced over $46,000 for Warrnambool's RSL Active Program. And it's actually leading the way in this space. Um, It was the idea of one of our local vets, Adam Kent. He's a pretty young veteran and he came back to the area and kind of felt like there wasn't anything for veterans, Mm. particularly younger. There's sort of a little bit of a generational gap um, because obviously veterans who went somewhere like Vietnam, for example, are having a very different experience had a very different experience to those coming back from places like Afghanistan and yeah, more yeah. modern wars. So um, they, they've got this program where they do um, all different sorts of things. They do retreats, they do yoga, they do activities, things that can bring veterans together without, you know, they can participate in things without having to get a little too deep I- into conversation, but mm. it means conversation can happen and they can be with peers and things like that. So, yeah, um, Minister Lean came and announced that. And I was speaking to one of the veterans there, his name's Tony Geyer, and he was saying that, and he served in Afghanistan for a period, and he said that he was in the military uh, serviceman for 38 years, and when he came back, he said it's so strange because life in the army is is so different. And when you come back, he's like, I didn't even know how to use a Medicare card because all of that is all organised, I guess, for you and everything's very ordered and different to civilian life so yeah yeah, it's just letting you know it will allow them to expand that program broader than Warrnambool to places like Portland Hamilton 
um, Camperdown, to Rank, like all of the smaller towns that we have here in the southwest and like really broaden that out. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic. And $46,000 is a lot of money, so yeah. hopefully it can really create change. Yeah, yeah. This Easter long weekend is proving to be a pretty busy one yeah. here in Warrnambool. Tell me, you, you did a little bit of a call around to accommodation providers and things. How yeah. are they all faring with bookings and things? So everyone I spoke to in Warrnambool and Port Ferry were just so excited to welcome people back, number one. But also, majority of them are completely booked out. So um, I spoke to Langley's uh, in Port Ferry, the accommodation booking service there. He said everything's been booked out for months. Since about the end of January, they were already booked out for the Easter period. So goes to show how popular Port Ferry is really becoming as its own destination. Um, you know, he was talking about previously the town may have leaned a bit on Warrnambool and, you know, having all the events in Warrnambool will go stay in Port Ferry, but he was saying, you know, the restaurants and the cafes that are there now, there's enough events there to keep it going, you know, as a hub in itself. So that's really exciting for the town as well. And, you know, to he's got over 90 properties that are completely booked out. So Whoa. it's a significant amount of people who are heading to Port Ferry this weekend. Um and over in Warrnambool, I spoke to the new owners of the Comfort Inn and they've been there for a month and they said it's just been very, very busy the entire time. They only had one room available on Friday night and I think one had just come out on Sunday night, but that was it. Their 28-room uh, hotel was also completely booked out apart from those two rooms. And what was super interesting is their uh, Warrnambool Riverside Holiday Park out sort of uh, towards Allensford was also completely booked out and I'd sort of thought you know it's a bit out of town maybe it's not as popular uh, but when I called up she said every little bit of grass is even booked out <laughs> so that's so interesting to know that you know it's not only just Warrnambool but the wider area is getting um, these tourist numbers in and she said a lot of people were coming from places like Camperdown and Terrain for the weekend because you know, they want to get away but not have to drive super far. So Warrnambool is their destination of choice. So mm. I guess after 12 months, you know, this time last year looked very, very different for our tourism operators and they've had a really, really tough time. But this is just great news. And whilst it won't fix everything that's happened, it'll definitely give them a solid boost. So uh, hopefully it's onwards and upwards for the rest of the, the year and the time for tourism operators. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here with our sport reporter, Sean Hardiman, to talk us through the week's sporting headlines. So footy kicked off on Good Friday. We saw uh, South Warrnambool come up against Coroit. In the Hamden League reigning premiers, Coroit started its premiership defence with a 48-point victory over South Warrnambool. The Saints ran away after quarter time to secure a 16-6-102 to 7-12-54 victory over the Roosters at Victoria Park. Sam Dobson kicked five majors for the Saints, while his forward partners in Jared Cora and Will Couch kicked three goals each. Dobson and Cora were also their side's best on ground. For the Roosters, Paddy Anderson slotted three, while Jock Blair was the side's best player. In the netball, South Waterville edged out the Saints in a one-goal thriller. In a tight match between the two premiership contenders, the final scores was 36-35. to Olivia Maris scored 22 goals for the Roosters, with her shooting partner Annie Blackburn contributing 14 in her first game for the club. Ali O'Connor was judged to be best on court alongside Blackburn and Isabella Ray. For the Saints star, shooter Nell Mitchell finished with 22 goals and was also named her side's best player in the narrow defeat. In the Warrnambool and District League, Maryvale jumped out of the gates with a thumping victory over Old Collegians in the football. Nathan Krepp and John Neve kicked five and three goals each 
as the Tigers smashed the Warriors 23-23-161 to 5-2-32. Tate Porter was named best on ground and also kicked a goal. In the netball, reigning premiers Maryvale scored a gritty win in the heat over the Warriors. Nicole Ferguson was best on court for the Tigers with a strong showing in defence. Beck Kavanaugh was best on for the Warriors. Football and netball returns across the region next weekend for round one of the Hampton and Warnawan District Football Netball Leagues. Walk us through, I guess, the rest of the Hampton uh, League, starting with footy. What are your predictions for the upcoming season? Oh, well, round one starts on April 10, which is um, a long time since last year, and it's a whole year off, so it's an exciting time for all the clubs and the players coming back in. And um, as always, we get predicting and seeing what teams we think are going to be up there and fighting for the premiership. And uh, in the football, I've gone South Warrnambool yeah. uh, in the Maybank podcast, which came out on Thursday. So uh, I picked them because they've recruited really well. They've got a host of experienced players coming through with some, some younger players and, and they're looking like they're uh, genuine contenders this year. It's just to see how far they can go and how, how they progress uh, against the likes of Croyd, who I've also named for a uh, finals berth. And uh, they've got Liam Hoy in, in charge as captain this season, uh, taking over from Brett Harrington, who led them to the 2019 Premiership, and um, he said to me on Wednesday night at training that they're, they're looking forward to another year and they're, they're refreshed and ready to go and, and want to f- chase that seventh flag. And then in the netball, yeah. I've also gone South Warrnambool. They've recruited well on both the football and the netball court, so uh, they've brought in Andy Blackburn, Cully Watson, and they've got Ali O'Connor through the midcourt. And they're looking very strong. Fantastic. And if we move over to the Warrnambool and District Football Netball League, what are your predictions there? Who's going to come out on top? Um, I've gone Kalura and in the football. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to go past Ben Walsh's side. They're, they've recruited well. Uh, they're looking good. They're looking good in 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect them to carry on th- th- those sorts of performances. And in, in the netball, I've gone Naranda. Right. Who I feel uh, they've recruited strongly again. They've got some players back from their 2018 Premiership side, and, and they're looking to go from strength to strength this year. And uh, Maryville will be pushing them. They've also recruited well, so it'll be an interesting battle between those two sides to see who can come out on top. Fantastic. We'll have to see if you're right in a couple of months' time. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It, it <laughs> normally, a few years ago, Justine picked Camperdown to finish bottom of the ladder, and they ended up in the grand final. So <laughs> we, 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 we do these predictions, but sometimes they don't always, they don't come, always out, <laughs> yeah. come out. So we, we, we take them with a bit of grain of salt at the start of the year, and, yeah. and um, it's just what we think at this stage, and, and anything can happen during this season. Don't forget to subscribe to The Standard through our website for all our stories and features. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country, the Gunditjmara people, and the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. This has been a Warrnambool Standard production.